What's up? This is the Jam Plan Podcast. I'm Westside Jordan, and I'm here with BNKD. What's up? And today we're doing the East Coast. We're doing a story time on the East Coast versus West Coast uh, beef that happened. That mostly occurred during the like late '80s to the mid '90s. So to kind of give like a little bit of a setup to the stories that the East Coast and the West Coast, just in general, outside of rap, have always kind of had like a small rivalry with each other, uh, as he as pretty much. Because, you know, both, both coasts have very different cultures. Like the West Coast is a little bit more relaxed compared to the East Coast. And you could definitely see that in just how, you know, rappers from like the West Coast and the East Coast dress, especially you could tell a difference in like the, in the eighties and nineties in the East Coast. It seemed like every, like a lot of the East Coast rappers wore a lot more like flashy clothes and the chains were always a little bit bigger. Whereas on the West Coast, you know, they just wore like white t-shirts and dickies. Um, so that just kind of, so the two coasts have always just been a little bit more different from each other. Um, and to kind of talk about how like, just to kind of talk about like the beef between two coasts uh, started is that, so pretty much as we all know, uh, rap started in New York because New York is where hip hop has originated. New York, even today, has always been one of the cities that's the hardest on their rappers. Um, just because they are, uh, you know, they, they always want to keep rap as pure as possible with boom bap beats and, uh, like the 16 bar format. Um, and they're also very protective of the fact that they found the genre. Um, they don't like it when anybody else tries to take their thunder away at all. Um, so, and then when the rap scene in Los Angeles began, uh, it was mostly just dance music. It was kind of dance sounding music. Uh, so a lot of people just in general, especially on the East Coast, never took it seriously at first. Um, just because it really just wasn't that good. Um, and I don't think anybody even listens to that genre anymore today at all. Um, and then that was pretty much, and so throughout like the beginning to the mid 1980s, all major releases and rap culture was always centered around the East coast. Um, particularly New York, um, and the coast and New York were always very proud of that. Um, and of course they were also very protective of the fact that they founded rap and many of them. Uh, kind of just thought that rap should just be a New York thing. Um, until 1988, when Straight Outta Compton was released, uh, this kind of started, started a shift away from the East Coast and, um, kind of brought it more to the West Coast because, uh, Straight Outta Compton was definitely a sound that was not expected to come from, uh, the West Coast, particularly LA, where it was dominantly dance music. Uh, whereas, uh, you know, Australia Compton was not dance music, uh, at least, especially the more famous songs that were very hard hitting songs. Many would call it gangster rap. Um, and so, which was a sound that really was never really heard before, but was also still very well respected, um, amongst people outside of the East Coast, like a lot of people from the Midwest. And the South and of course the West Coast, uh, bumped this kind of music heavy. Um, however, the East Coast continued to not really take it that seriously. 
Um, but as, you know, NWA's albums and people like Ice T's albums, they began to sell, uh, the popularity, uh, that popularity kind of shifted rap culture away from New York and brought it more to the, to the West Coast. Um, and that definitely rubbed a lot of, uh, people on the, uh, a lot of people on the East Coast the wrong way, especially the artists in the region. Uh, so do you have any questions so far? Uh, who was the first West Coast rapper? The first West Coast rapper? I don't think anybody could really determine that. Um, like I said, like the East Coast rap kind of started at, it was almost, I think when I think about it, I think it was very similar to the way that like New York rap kind of started because like, except for in a different way, um, because like, like Los Angeles rap started at dance parties. Um, and so it just kind of formed from that. Uh, I don't I don't, I don't think I have like a specific name for as to who like the first, um, like West Coast rapper is. Uh, let's see if there is a name. Um, because let's see. Yeah, I don't think, I think, um, so like the first, um, like major label that came out of the West Coast was, uh, made by Duffy Hooks. Um, and the first act that they signed was Disco Daddy and Captain Rap, um, whose debut single was the Gigolo Rap, um, which I've never heard of any of those. Um, Me either. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to know what the Gigolo Rap is about, because do you know what a Gigolo is? Isn't it... Isn't it like one of the insane clown posse people or something like that? Yeah, and also gigolos, I believe, aren't they like uh, like male uh, prostitutes? I don't, I don't know about that. Uh, I'm it not says too a, that. It says a young, <laughs> it says a young man paid financially, supported by an older woman to be her escort or lover. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So, yeah, I can definitely see why people did not take the West Coast rap very seriously based upon that. Um, yeah, I'll have to give it a listen. Yeah, now now we have to now 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 we kind of have to give that that uh, that that song a listen. I, I guess we'll put that on the link below, um, and then you guys can tell us what you think about that. Uh, so yeah, uh, any other questions? Nah. All right. So now I move on to like the build up of how the beef started. Uh, so as the West Coast. Uh, became more of the epicenter for rap. Like I was saying, many East Coast artists were getting frustrated about that. Um, they did not like that. They did not think LA should be the epicenter of rap as New York was the, the founder of the genre. Um, and one of those people was Tim Dog, who released a song called Fuck Compton. Um, where he shows a very clear dislike for the city of Compton and just the Los Angeles area as a whole. Um, and it would attack some of its most famous residents, such as Easy, MC Run, Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, and Michelle. Um, and of course, the West Coast had their own responses, where Snoop Dogg would address Tim Dogg on Dre Day, and Compton's most wanted would release, uh, Who's Fucking Who? Um, <laughs> 
So that's so that's kind of like a buildup of how it's kind of just kind of like how that beef kind of started and just kind of how the kind of sets up how you know this whole situation could come about. Uh, so any questions about that? Yeah, I mean, not really questions, but statements. Here's actually the song. It was by Uncle Luke. He used to go by Luke Skywalker. Uh, Skywalker. I mean, of um, Two Life Crew. He made a record called Cowards in Compton, where he track, where he attacked the gangster rap. And I also believe Tim Thog said he was cool with some like East Coast cats. I mean, West Coast cats like um, Ice T and just some other people that he mentioned. Yeah, one interesting one interesting is I forgot the name of the track, but there was another track where Tim Dog attacked NWA, um, but he attacked every member except for Ice Cube. Yeah, he was cool with Ice Cube. He's cool with Ice so, Cube and yeah. Ice T. He even said that in Fuck Compton, which is a really good song. I'm not sure how you feel about the song, but I really like yeah, it. Well, I mean, as a West Coast person, yeah, uh, you know, I can't really, uh, you know, but you know, I. I don't think it's the worst. I mean, song a, a good song, a good song is a good song. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't matter. I don't get, I don't get personally offended. Yeah. I'm not. That's probably because I'm, I'm not really a big West Coast rapper or like a person that's a fan of the West Coast rap. I'm more yeah. of like an East Coast heavy person. So I don't, yeah. I don't really get offended if it's a good song. It is. That was funny, and straight comp. No, not straight out of Compton, but fuck Compton, where he's talking about Miche LA and he was like singing that thing. <laughs> that was funny <laughs> as fuck, bro. He sounded like a kid on the swings, and he went. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That shit was funny, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's funny is that like he kind of like Michelle is kind of like a, a little bit of a random addition because everybody else was an NWA member except for Michelle. Yeah. They're just kind of like, oh yeah, I got she was a Michelle into this. She um, dated. I know her and Dr. Dre dated. I know Dr. Yeah. Dre was abusive towards her. He like beat her up and shit. Yeah, yeah. Not I that believe, I'm glorifying I believe also Tim Dog also addresses like Dr. Dre beating D Barnes too. Yeah, um, he did. Yeah, Dr. Dre is. He's got. He's had some issues in the past, um, <laughs> and so yeah. Uh, the Barnes is homeless now too, which is funny. He's homeless. Yeah, she is. Oh man, it's crazy, man. man All right, and then so now we get into the pretty much the main bulk of what the East Coast versus West Coast beef was all about, and that was pretty. Oh, I also much... want to mention something else. All right, so on. Fuck Dre, fuck with Dre Day, whatever the fuck it's called. They they also take shots at Uncle Luke from the Two Life Crew as well. I just want to mention that. I have never noticed that. I guess I have to give that another listen. And of course, the main person that they attack in that is Easy E, um, but that's not really that's not really applicable to the storyline because it's East Coast versus West Coast, not Doctor Dre versus Easy E, who are both from the same city. Um, and so now I move on to pretty much what the main, just like the main reason why the people thought of like this whole East Coast versus West Coast beef, which was Bad Boy Records versus Death Row Records. Um, this was pretty much the main thing that kind of, uh, that kind of definitely created this whole animosity between the two coasts. Um, so of course there were two main record labels in rap in the like the mid 90s bad boy versus death row um but the real like the how the how the how these two record labels really started beefing we have to start with of course biggie and tupac 
Um, so, and as many people know, Biggie and Tupac were initially friends. Uh, they met in 93 after Biggie had released a single um, and was kind of making waves in the rap game. While Tupac was already pretty much an established artist at that time, I believe he had released two albums. Um, and, you know, he had already established himself as a very serious artist. So, and so because Biggie kind of wanted to, you know, continue his success, he wanted to meet Tupac. Um, and so when he met Tupac, Tupac actually, I believe he cooked them like steaks and like made a, a whole like meal for them, uh, which I had no idea Tupac could cook like that until I did the research for the story. Gordon um, Ramsay, bro. <laughs> yeah, he knew Tupac was a Gordon Ramsay, uh, a secret Gordon Ramsay. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that the friend who introduced him to Tupac was a, was a drug dealer. Uh, just, another, just a side note. Um, and so Tupac would cook them the meal and they would... They would pretty much bond over that and would become uh, friends after that. And so when Biggie would go to California, he would go to Tupac's house. And then, of course, when Pac would be in New York, he would go to Biggie's neighborhood. Um, and so they pretty much just formed this this bond together where they just kind of, you know, whenever they visited each other's coasts, uh, it was always love, um, which is interesting to think about because, you know, initially... We we're talking about an East Coast versus West Coast beef, but here we have two people from opposite coast who represent opposite coasts, I would say, because Tupac is technically from the East Coast, um, but he represents the West Coast. How um, oh, they were pretty much good friends. Um, but on November 30th, 1994, was, uh, Tupac was going to a studio uh, to meet Biggie, and this was in New York. Uh, and they were planning on doing like a, I believe they were doing like a song together. Um, and while uh, Tupac was going up the elevator in the studio, uh, Tupac was shot six times uh, and survived. And so because Tupac was going to meet Biggie at the studio, Tupac was definitely on edge about Biggie. Um, because, I mean, obviously, uh, I think anybody would be a little bit on edge if somebody told you to meet them somewhere and you get shot meeting them at that place i think anybody would be suspicious of that person uh, i myself do not believe biggie tried to kill tupac um i agree that, that's my thoughts look i'm a huge tupac fan i'm not a big biggie fan myself but i do not believe that biggie tried to kill yeah, it tupac doesn't, it doesn't really make sense since biggie was already successful yeah biggie was already making his waves he was already starting his waves and tupac was already successful um I don't, I just don't believe it. Uh, I just think it was, uh, I think it was, a, it was a unrelated, just crazy Long time. thing that happened. Um, however, Biggie did kind of make, he, it's not Biggie's, I wouldn't say this is necessarily all Biggie's fault, but, um, one thing that Biggie would release a song at a horrible timing, like, a, like I forgot how much longer after, but it was not much longer after. Uh, Biggie released a song called Who Shot Ya? Really um, good song. Which, it, yeah, it's a good song, but it was released at a really bad time um, just because, I mean, Tupac's already on edge about Biggie possibly killing him uh, while going to the studio, and then Biggie would release a track called Who Shot Ya? Uh, I would definitely... Being, like, just like trying to be understanding of the situation, I would definitely understand why Tupac would feel a type of way about that. Um, just because, I mean, he almost died. 
And uh, he was already on edge about Biggie trying to after going to that studio. Um, so I definitely understand that why Tupac would definitely take that um, personally. Um, I myself don't believe that the song is about Tupac um, just because I don't think Biggie would try to kill Tupac. Uh, this is definitely my belief. Um, I just believe, like, I think a lot of people believe this. Uh, I just believe it was just really bad timing. Um, and then later, Tupac would sign to Death Row Records, which I think was probably not the best move yeah, for Tupac. Fun. Just because, you know, Suge Knight, Suge Knight's just a bad influence. Um, he's, he's a thug, man. Dude, he's, he's a bad influence on people. Um, and Tupac and Suge Knight, they were not a good duo. They always kind of got into trouble together. Um, and so, yeah, and the, and this, the Death Row Records were a part of the huge tension at the 1995 Source Awards, uh, which would see East Coast and West Coast definitely trading shots against each other verbally after, uh, accepting awards. Um, one of which, of course, was the very famous Suge Knight line saying, any artists out there that want to be an artist, stay a star and won't have to worry about the executive producer trying to be in all, all in the videos, all in the records, dancing, come to death row. Um, this is obviously a shot to Diddy, who was always in the Fuck music Diddy, videos, bro. always in the songs, um, and which you never <clears> saw. Um, Suge Knight in the music videos or in the songs, but I mean, of course, Suge Knight had his own issues. Um, but yeah, I mean, you would see Diddy in like all the songs you would see, you would hear him in all the songs you would, uh, you would hear, you would see him in all the videos, um, which I, I, which I do find a little bit annoying just because, I mean, he's not, he's not the artist. The focus is, should not be on him. The focus should be on the artist. Um, of course. And of course, if you want to make money, you know, you want it to be about the artist, not about yourself. Um, I do think that Diddy just really wanted to be a star. That's just my belief. Um, which, I mean, does not necessarily make him a bad person. But I think a lot of it definitely had to do with the fact that he really wanted to be a star. Whereas Suge Knight just kind of wanted the power. That's my thoughts on that whole situation. And, of course, Tupac would release Hit Him Up uh, in early 96, which would definitely spark a lot of issues between, uh, you know, of course, Biggie and Tupac, and, of course, would start a huge conversation about, um, you know, East Coast versus West Coast. So, any questions so far? I mean, I just have two comments to make. I know it's kind of off topic, but it relates to Biggie and Tupac. I really feel that, Tupac signing the death row really had had like a negative impact and and contributed to like downfall of a Tupac like Tupac before like ninety one ninety four he was more like politically like charged he was like more of a public enemy type of person but I think that Suge Knight found a way to kind of reinvent Tupac into more of a gangster rapper if you notice in All Eyes. On me, it sounds a lot more different than than on me against the world. Me, me against the world was more politically charged, and and all eyes on me was more of a um, gangster rap record. And I, I just feel that Shig was just a really bad influence on him because he 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 kind of made 
like a really personality shift in his music. He became like more aggressive. He got in more trouble. Like that whole Vegas thing that happened. He beat up. He was with his friends, and I think they they beat up like Bloods or Crips together. It was like a like a Vegas um, like at a Vegas casino or something like that. So I just feel like Tupac had like inner demons inside of him, and it got released by someone who was very like aggressive. So I really think he put like the battery in his back to make him more like angry at the world and just do crazy shit, you know? So I really feel that's why Tupac died. Like, I feel like if he stayed down his lane of like the public enemy, more of like positivity stuff, then he would still be alive with us today. I just feel like he just had, he just had a lot of bad influences around him. He got, he got like too involved in the wrong crowd, in my opinion. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. Um, <clears throat> I think another thing, like to add to your another thing that I would just like to say about that is that I know that Tupac was also talking to Easy E about signing to his label. Ruthless. Uh, I think, yeah, I believe he was thinking about signing to Ruthless. And had yeah. Easy E not died while Tupac was in prison at the time, I think Tupac would have signed to Ruthless Records. And I think I don't think Easy E would have had that same impact on Tupac. Um, you know, um, but I don't know. It's really hard to tell. I don't. I don't. Easy E wasn't really like that. Easy E wasn't. I don't think Easy E was. He was a drug dealer, though, right? I mean, yeah, there's a difference between being a drug dealer and then just being a bad person, like what Shug yeah. Knight is. Shug Knight's just a bad person. Some people mm-hmm. then, whereas you know, Easy E, yeah, he sold drugs. He got his life together. You know, whereas I just think it was, selling drugs does not make you an inherently bad person. Uh, yeah, I think it's more so a circumstance than anything else. Uh, whereas, you know, Suge Knight, I mean, he's Suge Knight's just a he's just Huge a bad man. dude. Whereas Easy E, I think Easy definitely had um a lot more, not necessarily in his music, I don't think, but just in his just general personality was just a little bit more of a positive person. Um, yeah, you know, I've always heard that he was always a funny and tu- guy. Um, and Tupac got out of. Got out of jail for false rape accusations. So Suge Knight definitely knew that Tupac was going to be angry. So we kind of feel the flames in a yeah, way. Yeah, most definitely. Kind of made Tupac more angry at like the world, like I said. Yeah, I mean, cause, you know, Tupac, he had the rough childhood, Tupac. Uh, and then, of course, Tupac just got shot. And he's just been in prison for, uh, you know, like I, I I would think is a false rape a- accusation. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be mad, and Suge Knight definitely, like you said, fed off of that and just kind of, um, I don't know, just definitely uh, prompted Tupac to act um, a type of way after to, to pretty much uh, just to pretty much ignite his anger. Which I understand mm-hmm. that you need to have an outlet for that, but I do believe that Suge Knight did not give him a positive outlet to do that. Um, so that's my thoughts on that 100%. So I definitely agree with you 100%. And I also had another comment. It's regarding Biggie and Puff Daddy's relationship. I feel like people that say they're fans of Biggie, they only listen to his, his like radio hits, like Juicy, uh, whatever, Juicy, um, what else radio hits does he have? Juicy, I'm trying to think. Um, more money, more problems. Yeah. uh, All uh, about the Benjamins and stuff. Like, I never hear anyone really talk about his deep album cuts. I feel like Puff Daddy, for my opinion, he kind of ruined Biggie in a way. Like, I, I wasn't a fan. I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for it. I, I have a lot of controversial opinions when it comes to music. But 
I wasn't really a big fan of Life After Death. I don't know how you feel about the album, have you listened to it or not, but I just feel like it was a lot of like this radio filler type of stuff they were trying to do. And I feel like if Biggie if Biggie wasn't with Puff Daddy, I feel like Biggie wasn't wouldn't be as like popular as he is today just because Puff Daddy gave him those hits. And I'm not really a big fan of his radio hits, believe it or not. I don't really like Juicy or One More Chance or whatever the stuff was on there. You know, I like Big Papa. That was pretty cool. But I just feel like Puff Daddy just tried to make everyone like like too poppy. And he, he kind of took away from like Biggie Street stuff in my way. So he, he kind of lost a lot of credibility for a lot of people, in my opinion. Yeah, I would definitely have to agree. Um... I also, I believe, uh, you know, when Tupac and Biggie were first being coming friends, um, Biggie initially wanted to work with, just work with Tupac on the music. Uh, Pop Daddy. Tupac uh, didn't really, because they were friends, Tupac did not really want to make a business with his friends. Um, and so therefore he was like, no, nah. he, he told Tupac, he told Biggie, no, uh, you should go with Diddy because Diddy will help you on your way to become famous and, uh, yeah. you know, make music, um, which I think is kind of unfortunate. I think I would have liked to have seen, you know, Tupac and Biggie kind of work together, uh, on music themselves, because I think, uh, you know, cause Tupac has already had, had the star power to bring Biggie up in the game at the time. So I think they themselves could have become a pretty strong duo together had they worked together. But uh, unfortunately they did not do that. Yeah. I, I just think, uh, I know Puff Daddy tried to control Biggie too much. You know what I mean? He's kind of told him what to do all the time. Oh, you got to make radio hits and all that. And I also heard a rumor that if Biggie, so after Life After Death, Biggie was just going to go like more underground rap scene. That's what I heard. I'm not, I think he was going to sign with Rockefeller or he was going to go somewhere else. I know he was going to leave Bad Boy Records. I just feel like Diddy just screwed over a lot of people. He just tried to have too much control of them, try to give them too much of like radio hits that they weren't able to be like their true selves. Like if you watch his videos, it's just all fake in my opinion. Like everyone's all happy. It's all sunny and stuff. Like I, like, I like happy music, but I want someone to talk about who they really are, you know, not yeah. trying to put on the front of who they, who they actually aren't. So I just really felt that Biggie, I mean, Puff Daddy just kind of screwed over Biggie a lot, you know. Interesting. Yeah. I never really, I've never really delved too much into their relationship. So um, yeah. I think that's definitely a, a really good insight on that. All right, so we move into the last section, which is pretty much how peace has kind of been brought up between the two coasts. Um, unfortunately, it had to come after two very famous people's deaths. Um, I think everybody can name those, but we'll we'll go over the story one more time. Um, so pretty much on September thirteenth, um, Tupac would die. Uh, from gunshots, he, I think he was shot seven days, six or seven days before that. And he survived for seven days after being shot. And then he would just, he would later die from the results of those gunshots. Um, and this definitely sparked a lot of people to, to, to speculate if Biggie, Diddy or Bad Boy, uh, were involved in Tupac's murder. 
Um, I myself don't believe in that. I think it was just a result from the fight that they had at the, I believe it was after a Mike Tyson fight. They fought, they beat up this, I believe he was a crip. They beat him up after the fight. Um, yeah, that was what I was talking about. I yeah, exactly. Casino, but it was, it was exactly. Mike Tyson. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're talking about. And I agree with your theory. I think that that's, I think that's what, I think that's what killed Tupac. Um, it was a crip, right? Yeah, it was a crip because I believe, uh, sure, night he was a blood. So yeah, he was. Um, so I don't. I mean, see... Snoop Dogg kind of had a falling out straight out yeah. of Compton. I don't know if that scene actually happened in real life, but I'm yeah. pretty sure it did. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't think I don't really see, uh, Suge Knight really, uh, you know, accepting Snoop Dogg immediately just due to gang affiliations. Um, mm-hmm. And so after Tupac was shot, a lot of people believe that Biggie, like I said, Biggie, Diddy, or Bad Boy were involved. Um, like I said, I don't believe that. Um, but of course, you know, and of course, uh, all of them denied that they were involved in it. Um, but of course, that didn't really stop people from speculating that. Um, and after Tupac's death, this prompted uh, the very famous uh, Louis Farrakhan to conduct peace talks between uh, the East and West Coast, um, just to prevent any more tension and to prevent any more deaths on either side. Um, uh, but unfortunately, uh, Biggie would also be shot and killed um, on March 9th, 1997. Uh, and B- Biggie was shot in Los Angeles, um, which I think is, you know, unfortunate that that had to happen. Um, especially because he's an East Coast rapper getting killed in the West Coast. So that also definitely caused a lot of tension between the two coasts again. Um, however, through these two major deaths, uh, both sides pretty much just uh, kind of agreed to throw down the, you know, throw, throw away the beef. Um, I think another thing that kind of helped throw away the beef is that Bad Boy Records and... Um, and Death Row records really don't exist anymore. Um, neither record labels really heavy hitters anymore. I don't think Death Row even exists anymore. I don't think Bad Boy. I think it's Aftermath. Anymore. No, I don't think that's uh, no, it's not Aftermath. Doctor Dre left. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Death yeah, to form Aftermath, and so um, once pretty much once Doctor Dre left, and then after that, Tupac died, uh, and of course Snoop Dogg had already been gone. Um. You know, Death Row is not going to make it. I mean, that's all of their major hit makers gone, uh, either through just leaving or unfortunate deaths. And then Biggie was killed, so that kind of took away a lot of Bad Boys' uh, revenue. And of course, Jay Z would go on to do his own thing, um, which also um, he was like the new Biggie, in my opinion. I mean, yeah, he tried he to be at least. Yeah, except for I think it failed. The difference <laughs> between Jay Z and Biggie is that Jay Z is Jay Z is a great rapper. Um, I people are probably gonna hate me for saying this. I like Jay Z better than Biggie, but Jay Z is also bro. more business minded. So Jay Z wanted to form his own label. Jay Z wanted to do his own thing. Um, He's more so, witty, in my opinion, wordplay wise, yeah, double entendres and stuff. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, look, no dissing to Biggie. I'm just saying I like I just like Jay Z better. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's pretty much how peace was brought to the East Coast versus West Coast uh, beef. 
Um, and then we kind of let's and then I guess to have a, like a quick conversation about what it's like today. Um, just musically, both coasts are definitely different in their sound. Um, the East Coast uh, today has adopted a lot more of like a drill, like a Chicago drill sound, as we have talked about in the past. Um, or they have still stuck with a lot of like the boom bap sound, uh, also still very heavy on the 16 bar verses. Um, so they're still very traditional or they're, or it's drill music, particularly in the borough of Brooklyn. Um, and then here on the West Coast, we still definitely keep a lot of the G-Funk flair, of course, modernizing it along the way. Um, you know, like, so right now to like the East Coast, you know, the East Coast has got ASAP Rocky, uh, Joey Badass, Dave East as kind of like their main guys, um, along with a lot of other people. Um, and then the West Coast, we have like Kendrick Lamar, Vince Staples, uh, people like that, like kind of like holding us down on this, on this side of the country. Um, so that's just kind of like what's going on. And today I don't, I don't really see any animosity between the two coasts at all. They regularly work together all the time. Um, so yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts to add from what I just said? Yeah. So I have a couple comments. You forgot to mention there is these two primary songs that happened. It was called we're all, we're all in the same game, which came out in like the eighties, late eighties. It was like talking about like, like West Coast or East Coast getting along and just talking about like how we need to stop the gang violence. I'm not sure if it's related to the East Coast, West Coast beef. And then the West, the West Coast did a song called, um, what was it called? It's another, uh, we're all in this together or something, something like that. Same, same game, same, something like that. And it had like Easy E, uh, Dr. Dre and some other rappers from the West Coast. And they were talking about like gang violence, like against gang violence, which I found interesting. I'm not sure if it really related to East Coast, West Coast before. It was definitely around that time. I think um, self-destruction came out a little bit earlier since like the East Coast, West Coast beef. And and also there was a rise in West Coast music on the East Coast side. That was during like the like the mid 90s, 92, 93, like other East Coast rappers started trying to go down that like gangster rap. Routine. That's what happened with uh, Run DMC with their album Down with the King. It sounds like like a gangster rap album, even though it's like from the most like positive people that had never yeah. sold drugs before. Not even about that life. Mm -hmm. I feel like they had like a negative effect on them, just because a lot of rappers are trying to be something they're not. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to mention. I'm not sure this might be considered a tinfoil hat theory or anything, <laughs> but I, I feel like. The people that killed Biggie was, I think it's out of retaliation for Tupac getting shot, in my opinion. There's no coincidence that Tupac and Biggie died. I definitely, I feel like the the Tupac thing was because of the blood thing, you know what I mean? The dude yeah. got jumped or something, the, the, whatever the dude's colors was. And I feel like the Biggie thing was because Tupac got shot. And they, they felt like it, it had to do something with... um puff daddy or biggie or anything like that so i feel like people have those like theories about it so that's why they retaliated out after biggie i'm not sure wait tupac died in 96 right yeah tupac 96 and yeah uh, biggie 97 yeah and tupac released a really good posthumous album it was called 
uh, Machiavelli Seven Day Theory, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, those are my comments. And I also want to mention, what was I going to say? I know it kind of, I know it's going off subject, but I just heard like Biggie was a cool dude to hang out with, you know? And I heard Jay-Z is kind of like an asshole and shit. Like Jay-Z sounds like charismatic on his records and stuff and interviews. He's like boring as fuck. <laughs> like, he kind of reminds me of Eminem. You know what I mean? Eminem says all this crazy shit. And then when you interview Eminem, he's all, he's just a boring dude. You know what yeah, I mean? He's just, yeah. Yeah. Tupac yeah. seems like a cool dude too. Like interviews. He's very passionate, dude. Yeah. He's Tupac, like really, yeah. he has so much charisma, man. I know I'm not the biggest fan of him being a rapper. Like, I don't think he's a shit rapper. I just think he's okay. You know what I mean? He makes you feel for his music, but he's just a cool dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I d- both of them definitely were good people. Um, you know, caught up in a, in a beef that I don't think they really had true intentions of causing. Um, yeah. it was just a lot of bad situations. Short to anger, out. basically. Yeah. A lot of yeah. anger. Um, but yeah. Um, so yeah, if that's all the comments you got, I believe that that might yeah. be the episode. Yeah, well, I just want to make one oh, more yeah. comment. Yeah, no problem. Like I, I'm gonna get a lot of hate, dude, even all from right, you right. in the comments and whatnot. All right, but all right, I, let's hear this. Let's hear this. I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to East Coast, West Coast, just like the '90s in general, all they do is listen to Biggie, Biggie and Pac. There's like no one else that exists. They act like since they died, everything else is just falling down like going into shambles i feel like there's a lot better artists than they like a lot more better artists than like Pac and biggie in my opinion and i feel like it's it's unfair that we only look at these two like icons as like rappers and everyone else just gets dismissed completely because that's what i notice a lot is just that people when they talk about 90s rap all it is is biggie and Pac. they never talk about uh nas jay-z red man uh cool g rap uh, Farrah Monch. I know I'm just giving my top 10 yeah. at this point. <laughs> Big L. Huh? Big L. Yeah, Big L. Yeah, Big L. Just other people too. I just yeah. feel like it's like this stigma that I'm not sure if I'm using that word right. I'm just trying to sound intelligent, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I just feel like just a lot of people only talk about those two rappers. It's like everything else is doom and gloom. You know what I mean? Oh, since they died, nothing else is going to happen. Like they're yeah. the only savers, like the only hope. Like this ain't no agree. Luke Skywalker type shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you know, like I have to agree. Um, they get they get overrated a lot too, man. It's all people ever talk about. There's definitely been greats after Tupac and Biggie. You know, yeah, you have Kendrick Lamar's, and of course, during the same time as Ken, as uh, Biggie and Tupac, they both have had greats during the time after before. Um, there will always be greats, um, you know, like today we have Kendrick Lamar, uh, you know, Kend- I feel like Kendrick Lamar is especially like for me, he's like, Tupac. I would definitely describe him as the Tupac of our generation. Um, just because, I mean, he's very prolific. Um, he's always, um, I don't know, he's, a, he's definitely conscious. Yeah. I mean, every, every single album of his I've, there's always been a few tracks I've liked. Uh, I've liked certain albums more than others, of course. Um, that comes with every artist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's. I think he's definitely the Tupac of our generation. Um, trying to think of other people that you could that we could like compare. Um, 
A lot of people are influenced by Pac and Biggie. Yeah. Um, just a lot of people. Was I definitely? I feel like the 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 people who are especially influenced by, especially Tupac, are definitely like Kendrick Lamar. Um, I feel like Nipsey Hussle was definitely influenced by Tupac. Yeah. Um, just and just in their mindsets and just how I feel like Kendrick Lamar was influenced by Tupac musically, whereas I feel like Nipsey Hussle was influenced by Tupac and like the in the positive mental way. Um. Just in how they conduct, and just in how he conduct, how he conducted himself, it was very Tupac-like, um, in my opinion. Yeah, I just feel like we got due to them dying, we got like a lot of copycats. Like I love Jay Z, but I feel like he was trying to buy it like Biggie style a lot. You know, he's com- he was always comparing himself to Biggie. Yeah, which I know it could be a slap in the face to other people. There were other people that dissed uh tupac too even when he was dead there was there was nas and mob deep that distant i know tupac i know tupac went a little too far on hit him up because he talked about one of the mob deep members having sickle cell anemia he ended up dying from it years later which i kind of thought was a little bit fucked up you know even though yeah, he's supposed to be definitely. like pro-black and yet he's uh talking about like a disease that kills a lot of black people which is scientifically proven and I just feel it's kind of that's a little bit messed up in my opinion. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's called "It's Mine" by Mob Deep featuring us. Really good song. But yeah, and I also wanted to. I know this is going off topic, but I just wanted to do like Snoop Dogg albums in like the near future, probably like season four or five, like doing uh, "Last Meal," uh, "Pay the Cost to Be the Boss," and the Blue Cartman treatment. Those are all my comps that I have. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. We, should, we definitely got to do I believe we should be doing doggy style at some point. Um, yeah, this season. This season? Towards the end, yeah. Uh, yeah, You're doing it's, it. It's, it's, yeah, it's, the, it's my last one that I do. Um, uh, if you have no more comments, uh, I don't have any more comments. Um, so, yeah. Take it away. All right. So next time you see us, we'll be reviewing a West Coast artist, um, Dr. Dre, his 2001 album. And uh, so next time you see us, we'll be doing that album. So see you guys then. Peace.